Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show broadcast on your local radio station GTFM. I'm Gitto Davis of the Ponty Media Team and I'll be hosting the show which deals with all things relating to your local Premiership Rugby Club, Pontypridd RFC. It's unfortunate that the severe flooding that hit Pontypridd and the surrounding areas dominate our thoughts as this show goes on air. So many homes and businesses, many of which are supporters and partners of Pontypridd RFC, have been badly hit and our thoughts are very much with them all. Storm Dennis affected the rugby fixture schedule of course, but that is secondary to the overall effects on our community. That will be one topic of conversation on tonight's programme. We're right in the middle of the Six Nations, and this evening's show will be very much focused on that tournament, on Wales's performances so far and hopes for the future, with a home tie against France coming up on Saturday. Our special guest is former Saracens, Cardiff Blues and Wales Centre, Tom Shanklin, who won 70 caps for his country and is well pleased to give his judgment on the Six Nations. And that's where we start our show this evening. Nathan Parker of the Ponty Media Team had a chance earlier to talk to Tom Shanklin and firstly asked him if there were any positives to be taken from Wales's recent defeat out in Dublin. Yeah, I certainly could take positives out of that game. Um, you know, for especially when you look at Thomas Williams's try, you know, it's it came from set piece, four or five phases down the line. You know, Wales looked really good, really sharp in certain aspects of that game, um, and that try sort of typifies you know, where they're trying to go. They're trying to play a wider game. They're trying to play a more zonal game where players are sort of reloading into space, not just following the ball, um, as we've seen with the Gallander for such a long time, you know, trying to exhaust space and, and work teams harder. I think Wales are becoming more of a team where players are, are getting up off the ground, reloading into space and taking their own space. And um, it'll take a bit of time. Um, and also, it's just learning from your mistakes as well you know you look at three errors um during that game that just led to three tries you know the the tomkins missed tackle and then thomas williams missed him you know the thomas williams dropping the ball um five meters out which led to a try as well you know wales trying to run the ball out of their own half george north gets turned over conway scores you know so i think they'll learn a lesson of you know you, you can't make sloppy errors at this level because teams will punish you yeah, and you me- you mentioned uh, Tompkins there. Owen Watkin made a good comeback on uh, I think it was I think it was Saturday evening against Ulster, yep. scoring a try. Is there any way Watkin can make a comeback against France, or do we keep the Parks and Tompkins partnership? Well, Tompkins looked really good against Italy. There's no doubt about that. When he came off the bench. All of a sudden, there seemed to be an increase in energy in that midfield. Um, now, for me, though, you know, if Owen Watkins has been in the squad for a long time, you know, he was selected in the um, World Cup squad. Nick Tompkins wasn't, you know, so that shows you, I suppose, in the pecking order where he is um, in previous campaigns. Now, it's whether or not Wayne Pivak sees that as well. Um, Owen Watkins looked really good. Um, he looked really good in the World Cup with the cameo roles that he played, especially coming off the bench. Looked good against Ulster at the weekend. So, look, I might be tempted to, to put him back in. And that's no disrespect to what 
Nick Tompkins has done at all. But um, Owen Watkins has been there and done it um, at the level. You know, he's got quite a lot of experience as well. So um, it's, a, it's a big call. It's a close call. Um, both very good players. But um, I'd probably go along the lines of if Owen Watkins is fit, put him in. And obviously, on the Saturday's games, you've had plenty of tussles with uh, with France. What can Wales expect, and or do we just have to expect the unexpected? Um, I potentially think the unexpected days might have gone with France. Now, I think I think they're too settled a unit. Um, you know, we used to see in this French team over the last sort of. 10, even 20 years, you know, you couldn't really pick a strongest team because there was players coming in, players coming out, no real settled combinations. Whilst if you look at the team now, there seems to be, um, the core of the team seems to be settled and playing well. So, um, I don't think, I think they'll come out with a, with a power game, with um, the creative game that we've seen with some of the tries that they've scored. The Entermat one I thought was created beautifully. Um, at the, uh, last weekend, um, and you know they certainly look a lot more, a lot more keen to make aggressive tackles. You know, line speed seems to improve, um, and we all know that's from from Sean Edwards's short input that he's had in the squad. I think, I think the only weakness potentially that the French might have now is whether they can put it together and whether they can last you know, the intensity for a full 80 minutes. You know, we saw against Italy, I know you're playing Italy and, you, you know, you have to take, um, you know, who you're playing against into account, but they certainly looked a little bit sloppy. Um, they seemed to be a little bit, they didn't look possibly as, we didn't see how fit they are. And that's the biggest test. You know, how fit is this team and can they play at a high level intensity? for a long period now I know Eddie Jones said that at the start and it came back to bite England a little bit but I I really want to see how fit this French team is if they're fit then they can go all the way and beating France in 2008 was probably arguably one of the highlights of your career back in 2008 Sean Edwards is in your corner that day how highly do you rate him as a as a coach and and what can Wales expect defensively from France on Saturday Um, rate him as high as I can, um, up there with the best. Uh, now I know he wasn't head coach, but in terms of of his specialised area, um, I've never been coached by anyone better, nor have I heard uh, anyone say any different. So he's got to be good. Um, he is good. Um, what we can say from France, I think we'll we'll see more aggressive hits and a tackle. I think we'll see a lot more lower tackles. Um, you know, that's certainly in the framework um, in world rugby at the moment is you know trying to hit low, trying to avoid those contentious yellow or red cards by players going high. Um, the first two games, they certainly looked to tackle lower. They've certainly been aggressive in the tackle. Um, we'll see far more line speed from them you know we used to see in France drift um, defensively and push teams to the outside um, but I think we'll see France just trying to cut Wales' space off completely and, and for me you know that, that starts with you know you're able to do that if there's slow ball but if, if Wales and we saw that against I, um, Ireland in the first half when Ireland were, were getting their shoulders through tackles were getting on the front foot you can't blitz teams in that scenario so 
leaves a massive emphasis on Wales' attack to stop France from blitzing. And, and how surprised were you when you saw that Wales had, had only offered him a two-year contract rather than a, a four-year deal? Is, is that going to cost Wales long-term? Maybe, um, maybe. Well, I mean, two years is quite a, it's quite a long deal in terms of rugby. You know, lots of players sign those types of deals. Um, I suppose it was also to do with how he's going to filter in with the new management as well. We're used to seeing him with Warren Gallon and working alongside him. Um, Wayne Pivak is a new coach, and you know, I don't think that's the issue. Um, you know, I think if he was going to leave, which we know he was, I think you know it's a massive. I, th- I think England have missed a trick there. You know, if, if they were looking for someone to short the fence, you know, whoever nation, team, club he was going to go to, you know, he was certainly going to add to what they've already got. And in terms of changes, is Torah Dan Bigger being 50-50 for the game now? Who do, who do Wales call up? Do we do we call up Priestland for the experience? Or obviously Callum Sheedy's ripping up the, the premiership at the minute. Who do we call up in, uh, in replace if Dan Bigger's injured? We hope Dan Big is not injured, uh, for one, because one outstanding season he's had so far for Northampton and for Wales. Um, you know, if we call someone up, I mean, you know, at the moment, Jared Evans is there. Um, so, not bags of experience there. If you call up someone like Sheedy, if you call up someone like Sam Davis, who are playing very well, there's still not, ex- not that much experience there, which you need mm. in the 10 position. So, I think Reese. Priestland is probably the logical option because, you know, he's been there, he's done it, he's got that experience. And I suppose the worry is if you put in two inexperienced Mavericks in the 10 position, you've got no one there with a cool, calm head who can possibly steady the ship. So, big calls. Um, it's whether or not they allow him because of uh, exceptional circumstances. But for me, he seems the, the most logical decision. And finally, what do you think the score is going to be? And, and and if Wales do win, do we have a chance of winning the championship? Yeah, we got a chance. Did it back in 2013 when we lost the first game. So, without a doubt, we've got a chance. Um, I think it's going to be really close. Um, we have to deal with the French power. We didn't deal with that against Ireland very well. Um, a lot of big carries from the Irish back row from the front row. And we, were, we looked like we were out-muscled, especially in that first half. So, we need to deal with that. Um, but we've got the temperament, we've got the experience, we've been there, we've done it, we're current champions as well. When it is close, when teams are matched very closely, which they are, it, a lot of it comes down to having the home advantage, which we've got. So I think that's going to be the difference. I think the, the Welsh Principality State of Home Advantage is going to make the difference at the weekend. And look, I, think, I don't think it'll be a massively high-scoring game, but I think Wales will win by three or four. That was Nathan Parker talking to former Blues and Wales centre Tom Shanklin. You're listening to the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM with me, Gitto Davis. It's time now for our regular weekly update of all the happenings and events at Ponty RFC, the news round presented by Grace Reynolds. We begin this week's news round with a weather report rather than a rugby report, but unfortunately it was Storm Dennis that made the headlines for all the wrong reasons last weekend. All Pontypridd matches at all levels were called off, including the senior team's premiership tie at Aberavon and the youth team's National Cup quarter-final away to Nant Conway. The Sardis Road ground was also closed to all activities for safety reasons. Of course, the playing of rugby matches paled into insignificance as the sheer devastation of the storm on the local community became evident through Saturday night into Sunday. 
Pontypridd RFC has extended its best wishes to all other clubs severely affected by flooding and does so to all residents and businesses. One of the rugby venues badly affected by flooding was Taffville Park, the home of Pontypridd RFC Mini and Juniors. The pitch itself was flooded, but more significant was damage done to the recently refurbished changing rooms. The Mini and Junior section assessing the damage and the actions required to make repairs. Please do keep an eye on the Pontypridd RFC Mini and Juniors Facebook page or contact Samantha Reese on 07989 for more information about the help required. That's 07989 The number can be found on the club website www.ponty.net. The Six Nations tournament resumes this weekend and all the action from Saturday's matches will be screened live at the Sardis Road Clubhouse. The Italy v Scotland match will be shown at 2.15pm with the Wales v France match to follow kicking off at 4.45pm. Complimentary food will be served during the break between matches with live entertainment provided later in the evening by artist Phil Zibicki. A warm welcome awaits anyone wishing to use Pontypridd RFC as their Six Nations venue. The Pontypridd Schools Dua Shield squad will be in action at Sardis Road this coming Friday evening, playing a friendly fixture against Islone Schools, which kicks off at 7pm. Ponty Schools currently lie fifth in the Dua Shield table, with a record of four wins and two defeats, six points adrift of joint leaders Cardiff and Bridgend, but with a game in hand. The match on Friday evening offers a great opportunity to see some stars of the future in action. Why not head on down to Sardis Road and take a look? Arrangements for supporters' trips to Scotland to follow Pontypridd in the cross-border tournament in April and May have now been finalised. Unfortunately, due to the lack of numbers in the two trips to Edinburgh for the Watsonians game on 9th of May and the Borough Moor Bears game on the 16th of May have been cancelled. The trip to Melrose for the Southern Knights game on the 30th of May is fully booked and full and final payments are now overdue. All those who pay deposits for the two Edinburgh trips will receive a full refund. Supporters club officials will be at the next home game against Newport on 29th of February to collect payments due and to issue refunds. For more information, please contact Phil Lysett on 01443 662 The best way to keep track of everything going on at Sardis Road, matches and events, and all the latest news and views from Pontypridd RFC is by logging on to the club website www.ponty.net and on our social media platforms Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to me, Grace Reynolds, on the Ponty Rugby News Round. Thank you, Grace. By the way, all gate receipts from that Pontypridd Schools game against Islone Schools on Friday evening that Grace mentioned will go towards a local relief fund for victims of flood damage. The price of £3 will be well worth paying. Pontypridd Youth have had their season disrupted of late by match postponements the latest being their National Youth Cup quarter-final tie away to North Wales side Nant Conway last Saturday, another match that fell foul of Storm Dennis. Agreement will have to be reached between Nant Conway and Pontypridd to rearrange the cup tie, looking at the weekend of either the 7th or the 14th of March to do so. This coming Saturday, Ponty Youth were scheduled to host Abercunnan in the Blues Premiership but this match also now called off due to player unavailability affecting both teams. The youth will now look for a friendly to fill the gap as a development fixture using younger age-grade players. The last time that Ponte Youth took to the field was back on the 1st of February when they secured a 3 points to 8 away win at Aberdeer in the semi-final of the Blues Cup. As we mentioned earlier in the show, the Six Nations take centre stage this coming weekend 
as Wales host France at the Principality Stadium on Saturday. We'll go back to Nathan Parker now, who has been giving his own take on the big match, the Dragons versus Les Bleus. Wales will be looking to get back on track this Saturday afternoon as they look to put the 24-14 defeat to Ireland firmly behind them. Wayne Pivak's side, who, let's not forget, are defending champions, struggle with the brute power and force of the Irish pack at the Aviva Stadium. This proved fatal to Wales losing their first Six Nations match since 2018, which was also against the Irish. Despite the loss, Wales can call on previous campaigns where they have lost a match early on in the tournament before going on to win the championship. The last time they did this was in 2013, where once again it was Ireland that beat the Welsh in the opening game before their then-coach, Rob Howley, rallied his side to claim the Six Nations with a thumping 33 victory over rivals England. The only doubts over player fitness heading into the match with France on Saturday is Dan Bigger, who was 50-50 for the game. There's been talk of a recall for Rhys Priestland, who could well make a first Welsh appearance in a Welsh jersey since 2017. Although it may be unlikely, with Callum Sheedy also on standby, despite the Cardiff-born Bristol product playing in a friendly in an uncapped match for England against the Barbarians last year. On to France, and they've definitely impressed so far in this championship, it has to say. They've been shepherded to victories over England and Italy in Paris by the likes of halfbacks Antoine Dupont and Roman Intermac. And there's also been a lot of plaudits for former Welsh defence coach Sean Edwards, who's almost marshalled the French rearguard to near perfection compared to sides of the past. France's last Six Nations triumph came 10 years ago, which was also the same year they last tasted victory in Cardiff. But Fabien Galtier's men will be seeking revenge after narrowly losing to Wales in the 2019 World Cup by a single point after Vaha Mahina's red card. There have been some monumental clashes between Wales and France down the years, and here's my top five pick of the five best encounters between the two. Number five, we'll look back at January 1975, France 10, Wales 25. This game will be most remembered for Graham Price's celebrations after he marked his first appearance for his country with a stunning try at the Parc de France, as Wales went on to win the Grand Slam that year. Maybe not such a good day for Wales in, in number four now, as Wales got thumped by France in the old Five Nations Championship in 1998 at Wembley. France went to Wembley, Wales' temporary home while the Millennium Stadium was under construction, looking to claim their first ever back-to-back Five Nations Grand Slam, and they did so in considerable fashion, as Thomas Castagnier destroyed Wales and Neil Jenkins on that day. On to number three now, and coming back to the Six Nations, Wales 43 France 35 in Paris at the Stade de France, March 2001. Wales had celebrated very few high-scoring wins in the French capital, but this was by far the biggest, with outside half Neil Jenkins scoring 28 points with a clean sweep of a try, three penalties, four conversions and two drop goals, gaining revenge on his opposite number, Thomas Castagnier, from the 1998 encounter at Wembley. In at number two is probably the sorest day in Welsh rugby history. France 9, Wales 8. This time played on foreign ground, Eden Park, Auckland, at the 2011 World Cup. Wales played with 14 men for over an hour as captain Sam Warburton was sent off for a tip tackle on Vance Enclair. And despite Mike Phillips scoring near the end, Stephen Jones missed the conversion and Wales were out of the World Cup. 
Coming in at number one is France 19, Wales 24, 1st of February 2019 at the Stade de France. And despite it just being over a year ago, it's still very fresh in the memory. A game that's remembered for a juggling George North, sealing an incredible second half comeback and launching Wales' campaign that would culminate in a third Grand Slam for head coach Warren Gatland under the Friday night lights at a rain-lashed Stade de France. Wales were cut to shreds in the first half by a French side revelling the conditions with tries from Louis Picamon and Johan Huger, helping them to a 16-0 lead. Despite that, though, three missed kicks from Morgan Parra proved vital as Thomas Williams and George North scored early on in the second half before a crazy pass by Vaham Hina handed George North his second of the game and started Wales' campaign off to a flyer. Well, that's about it for another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show. We hope you've enjoyed what's been on offer this week. Thank you to our special guest, former Wales centre Tom Shanklin, and to all our other contributors. And thank you most of all to our supporters and listeners. We hope that you are all safe and well in the aftermath of the weekend flooding. If you have a chance to get out of the house to enjoy the international rugby on Saturday, then remember that the Sardis Road Clubhouse is open with all the Six Nations action screened live with food and entertainment laid on. The Ponty Rugby Show is on air every Wednesday at 7pm here on GTFM 107.9 FM. I'm Gitto Davis signing out for the time being. Have a good week. Till next week. <laughs>